Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespokelahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig Squash Shop out of Oklahoma City. Welcome to Bespoke Lahoma. If you have not gotten a Bespokies sticker yet for your vehicle to proudly display that you are a listener of Bespoke Lahoma, uh, hit us up. We, we would love to get you a sticker. What do we do? Ten bucks on those stickers, Dustin? Um, I believe so. Uh, yeah, we did... Ten. We did ten. Yeah. yeah. So broadcasting, as always, out of Traditions Leathercraft Studio, seventy-five hundred West Reno, Suite two hundred in Oklahoma City. And I tell you what, has Casey got some deals for you this month? Not just this week, this month. He is giving his Black Friday pricing all month. So we've got select full-size cowhide rugs, only one hundred and fifty bucks embossed gator print sides on sale for $5.95 a square foot, uh, double oak, live oak, double shoulders, a dollar off per square foot, all Phoebe's products, 15% off. He carries a great selection of Aaron's Maker's Supply acrylic templates. Those are going to be 10% off. And single shoulders are only $29.95. Got a ton of deals running this month. Make sure you come in and check him out. Dustin, do we have any classes upcoming? I know we've kind of been hitting those heavy. Um, I'm not in the the studio today so uh i don't have those in front of me i think he has a basic tooling class this weekend yes yes this saturday right and i think there's one more class next weekend i believe but i don't remember what it was well (laughs) if you head into traditions leathercraft you can find all of that and more oh next saturday i believe it's next saturday uh Glenn, Glenn Sykes, Sykes is teaching an earring making class. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty positive that's what next week's class is. Very nice. Okay, wonderful. Well, that is my announcements for the day. Um, I will brag. I got a bunch of those mini cowhides. If you haven't seen them, check out uh, Traditions leathercraft llc facebook or instagram page he kind of shows off the mini cowhides i got them because <laughs> i don't really have i can't commit to a whole cowhide of one color mm. so i just got all the colors all yeah, the prints. I, I went in there to give him a hand on saturday and help him all day and at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the day i had planned on i was going to get one of those little minis right well, since he's been posting the big cowhides on, I forgot what Facebook group it is, but he's been selling the big cowhides left and right. Nice. And, and I swung, I had to have been over a hundred cowhides because some of those ladies will get in there and they want to see every one of them. Oh, yeah. And if they don't like the ones that are up on the rack, they want to go through the pallet. Oh, so, Absolutely. I'm slinging these big jumbo, <laughs> jumbo 
hides all day. Like, I didn't have to go to the gym afterwards. I wasn't going to, but I didn't have but to. But I certainly didn't have to. Yeah. Um, but there's this one lady that had came in, and she was really wanting a brindle, and we picked out several of them and had them all spread out. And towards the end of this one pile, there was this black and white brindle. Like, Ooh. a really cool-looking one. And uh, I, it, nobody claimed it, so I took it home. Nice. <laughs> This is why I don't go into traditions. It's too dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, who do we have on the podcast this evening, Dustin? We have Dylan from VB Leathercraft. Hey, and hey. I forgot his last name. What's your last Bush. name? Bush. Huh? Like like George Bush? <laughs> Bush. Oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Just hoping no tornadoes touch down tonight. <laughs> you tired of tornadoes, Dustin? I I'm tired of them. I I wish Gary England would come back and scare them all off. <laughs> um, it, at least when he was here, they went in a straight line. Is that a joke that I'm too Tulsa to get? Do you not know who Gary England is? No. Okay, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Dylan, how long have you been doing leather? Um consistently or like when did I first start when did you first start yeah so I tried to dabble around with it a little bit when I was in high school uh sophomore junior year which would have been around 2014 2013 um did it a little while never really learned anything with the tooling aspect of it I put a few things together just with the little you know the little rivets and kind of gave up on it, forgot about it for a few years. And then, you know, obviously I gained some more interest in it when I started welding and I saw, you know, the guys that would have like the, the arm guards or like tooled leather on their welding hoods. Um, and I thought about getting back into it and I never really picked it up. Well, I also play guitar and I have a, uh, one of my uncles lives out at Lake Texoma and he does tooled leather. And I had another relative pay him to make a guitar strap for me as a Christmas gift a handful of years ago. And when I received that, that's really what sparked my interest in it. You were like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, uh, that's something about it. Just holding something that was actually, you know, a custom tooled piece in my hand, you know, in person. I was like, this is something I have to pick up. So I, I really picked it up probably around 2000, uh, 2019. I'd say early 2019, I started, you know, tooling around and, you know, nothing consistent or, or frequent. I'll just do it every so often. And I thought it was the coolest stuff ever. Dustin and I actually talked about this the other day. Um, I still have some of those pieces. And looking back at them, I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I thought that was the greatest thing ever back in the day. <laughs> well, what was the very first thing you made? <clears throat> um, the very first thing I made, I believe, was a pair of earrings for my fiance. Um, at the time, she was just my girlfriend. And I was kind of hurt because she never wore them. And then we were looking <laughs> at those the other day, and I was like, well, thank God you never wore those. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, but. Uh, so where did you get your tools? Did you uh, did you buy a kit, or did you get some hand-me-down? Where did you get started there? So I actually started with that little beginner's kit that Hobby Lobby used to carry. I don't know if they still do or not. They do, yeah. And it's got that little swivel knife in there, and then a couple stamps and uh, started there and then obviously started going to the uh, other store we have here in town and got, you know, a, a handful of stamps from there and 
kind of started learning a little bit more about it. And then uh, I don't remember how many months ago at this point, but Dustin, I was actually in his live on TikTok one day and I had never heard of traditions. I'd never met Casey or any of them. And he told me, he's like, you need to go by and check it out. And I went by that afternoon and I think I bought 15 or 20 stamps from him that day and some leather. And I was like, I'm, I'm never going anywhere else ever again. Being <laughs> deep now, man. <laughs> but it, I mean, he's just the deals that he runs there. It's just unbeatable. Absolutely. Well, and that's a good call out. His stamps are eight bucks a piece all day, every day. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. It's so easy to walk out with a stamp every time I go in there. <laughs> Not that I <laughs> yeah. need any more at this point, but that and then he doesn't carry just like the craft tool brand. I know I don't know who else he gets them from, like the the people who make them. But some of the other uh, companies that make stamps, I like a lot more than just like the generic craft tools. I'd like to upgrade to get some Barry Kings at some point, but that's going to be a while. Wouldn't down we road. all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's got, I think a lot of the stuff that he carries is uh, Yvonne. I think that's what it's called. Ivan. Ivan. Oh, yeah. See, I, was, I was thinking it was like Russian, so it was like Yvonne. <laughs> uh. I've been looking for the longest time a, a shader that had the horizontal lines, and I could only ever find them with vertical lines or smooth or checked anywhere. And that first day I ever went into Casey's, it was probably around June or July if I had to guess. I went in there and he had, you know, multiple sizes and I was I was grabbing everything I found that I've always wanted that I couldn't find anywhere else. He's got a huge selection, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of the cool geometric ones that people are just kind of starting to use too. Definitely. Yeah. So so you started with what what was your first tooled piece after the guitar strap? You said it was the earrings. Uh, and then kind of where'd you go from there? So I got the uh, acrylic template set that you can get that Makers does, and it's for the the knife sheets. And I started doing a bunch of those off the bat, and then I ended up getting a couple more of their template sets, like for the money clip wallets. Um, I'm trying to think. I've done, you know, a couple belts, a couple wallets, a couple knife sheets. Oh, I I really enjoy making, uh, I don't know if you call it a clutch or a purse, um, but it's, it's really simple to make. But I've had a handful of people order them, and I, you know, I made one for my fiance, and it's really just, you know, one piece of leather that I put some sides to it, and then put some fringe running down the sides, and then, you know, either a button or whatever way the people, you know, the customer would want it to close on the front, and I, I kind of get a kick out of that because you can take that and run because that's a lot of open space to to do some custom drawing on it, you know. Yeah. Is that, is that from one of the makers' templates? No, that's actually so. My fiance, it's like, I guess you could call her my part-time helper because whenever I have a make, I'm like, hey, can you make me a template? And she'll just take a big piece of poster board and cut out the shape and then figure out how to do the sides. And she'll bring me all those and I'll trace it onto the leather and cut it out and run with it from there. Sweet. And you said you're doing your own drawing too. Are you a naturally artistic? That's something I struggle with because I'm kind of just getting into tooling and I have never been a drawer so is that something that you naturally do or have you picked it up so I've my whole life you know as long as I can remember being a little kid I've always enjoyed just drawing stuff or painting and you know being hands-on with stuff and I think that's definitely helped me out um, as far as coming to this obviously if you were to look at some of my you know tooling patterns from when I first started it's not top par, 
and I got to the point where I was really getting into it. So I would look at other people's work and I would kind of just base, you know, decisions off that on how I could change things or improve my drawings. And uh, it's a lot of circles I've learned, you know, the basis of the most of the designs I do is all from circles. Um, Casey actually made a comment during the show back in August. He was like, well, we see we have somebody here who watches Don Gonzalez. And I had, <laughs> heard, I had never heard of Don Gonzalez until Casey said that. So at this point, I have been watching a lot of Don Gonzalez videos. And that's why I'm <laughs> trying new techniques for antiquing and everything. But I guess, it, you know, it's kind of come naturally. It's kind of come from just looking at other people's work and putting the two together. And just, you know, as I go see what, you know, what I don't like or what the customers do or don't like and just keep improving from there. Yeah, it's a process. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's pretty good at just kind of freehanding it. I Because uh, I forgot exactly what you drew up, but when we did that show, you were sitting there drawing on, yeah. on leather, which I don't have enough confidence in myself to just draw on leather. I have to, I have to put it on paper <laughs> first. Yeah, that was one of the purses that I had made. Um, it was some pretty decent sized sunflowers and then the, you know, scrolls or vine work around them. Excuse me. Um, that one was, uh, how long ago I did that. It was right around the time of the show. Um, but they, you know, they wanted sunflowers and and the scroll work around it. And so I just kind of sat down and same thing, you know, I put the circles down on the leather and then, uh, I, I, you know, for me, I, I don't mind drawing it on the leather. Um, I just get the soft lead pencils and go pretty easy on it. So it's not indenting the leather. And then, you know, if I make a mistake, I can erase it if I need to, which I make a lot of those still, but <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's so, good for you. Definitely. Yeah. So what's one of the things that you like making the most? Um, right now, probably Hey Dudes. I've gotten do the, you like the hey dudes? I've heard mixed reviews by leather crafters as to whether they like doing the dudes or not. I love doing them as far as the tooling and and being able to make something custom for somebody. Like I've, I've, I'm actually working right now in front of me. Um, I'm working on a pair of hey dudes that I have to ship within the next couple of days. And it's a return customer who had ordered a pair of hey dudes. I can't remember how long ago, uh, but they were happy enough with the first pair that I made for them that, you know, they placed another order and. I just get a kick out of doing the, the custom designs for what they want or, you know, whether they want names on it or whatever they may ask for. The only thing I don't like is the stitching because <laughs> right now I, I'm saving up for a Cobra, which I don't even know if you can stitch Hey Dudes on a sewing machine, but, I, you know, they're all hand-stitched, and sometimes it's a pain getting down when you get towards the toe. Yeah, you cannot do it with a Cobra. No. Is the is the bobbin wheel the arm is it too deep to do it on the cobra yeah it's too big too big yeah, yeah it doesn't you in order to use a machine on a pair of hey dudes you have to have one of those cobbler machines basically yeah that way i have be, one do you yeah i i got it off of uh mark or mike mm. i haven't seen him in a while uh but yeah he he had bought it and Never could quite get it to work for him the way he wanted to, so. Yeah. They're kind of tricky, apparently. 100% of everything that I make right now is hand-stitched, though, until I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm talking to Casey about, you know, getting a Cobra. I'm just not sure exactly which type I want. Now that now that he's a, a Cobra dealer out of out of traditions, that, I mean, that's beyond me. That's, that's huge. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm what do you what are you leaning towards? Do, well, you said you do belts. Uh-huh. You do any? Because I have a I have a class three. Dustin, you bought a twenty six, right? Right. So I did with my class three. I think I can do up to three quarters of an inch of leather. And there is literally nothing that I think I could possibly make that would be three quarters of an inch of veg tan. That's pretty thick. <laughs> That's a lot of leather. I mean, it it sewed up. That scabbard that I did, that class three sewed up like it was butter. I mean, it had no issues whatsoever. So class four is the big bad boy. That's what KC yeah. has. Yeah, I need to look a little bit more into it and talk to him about it. I, I think he's got the... Uh, it's a booklet or something up there that kind of tells you the info and specs on a couple of the different machines. Uh, but I need to talk to him a little bit and kind of figure out, you know, what's going to be ideal for what, what I would be doing mainly. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do you work on? You said you kind of did some of the knife sheath. I've seen, uh, like your show brushes. Yeah. I would have, I would have definitely gotten one of those back in my showing days. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually my best seller. Um, I'm having a supply chain issue right now, though. I've, I've been going to a feed store locally, and um, they have this one specific brand of brushes that's made by a manufacturer that you can't order from the manufacturer. You have to, you know, search your area code on their website, and it'll show you the stores around you that would carry their stuff. And there's only one. And the, I stopped in there at that feed store the other day, and they said they're on back order until March of 22. Oh, no. So I had to grab a handful of this other brand of brushes. I was talking to Dustin about it last night, and I'm not sure how well they're going to work out. I'm sorry if y'all are hearing that in the background. I've got my dogs in here with me. Um, but I'm hoping this other brand of brush will be okay because it looks like that's probably what I'll be working with for the time being. Well, I was I was thinking about that after we talked about it the other night. Um, you know, I have no experience with these show brushes. Um, mm-hmm. But they look about the same size as if, uh, you know, the in construction, um, they're acid brushes. Yeah. For like uh, doing brick and mortar and whatnot. Yeah. Like to me, they look about the same size, but I don't know if they'd be the same type of bristle. I'm not sure. That's something that'd be worth looking into. Because so. I'm, at least if if like Lowe's or Home Depot runs out, you can go to just about any lumber yard and pick those up right and i I think they're roughly about the same size but i don't know about the consistency or the bristles it is right (laughs) yeah that's that's you know that's probably what really started it um when i made the etsy page that's probably what really kicked it off and really sparked my interest in it because we put those on there um as well as you know a couple pairs of earrings that i've made and other little simple things here and there and uh, when the brushes started picking up, I was, you know, I realized, well, where can I take this? How far can I go with it? And I mean, it's, it's been insane over the last year because I started around the middle of this year, actually selling stuff through Etsy and trying to get my name out there. And the amount that it's picked up just in this half a year is it's blown me away. Now, how do you direct the potential customer to your Etsy page? So on, uh, I have business cards. Anytime I get an order, I'll, I'll send them, you know, two business cards and, and a decal. Um, that and then, you know, I have social media. I've got uh, TikTok, Instagram, and I believe a Facebook page. 
uh, all for VB Leatherworks. And I think, I believe on the bios of all those, it should, you know, have the Etsy listed. Okay. Um, but all, you know, all the social media pages are under VB Leatherworks. Um, our Etsy page is actually Bushworks OK. Um, and that's because, you know, that's where I sell a majority of my leather work with custom orders and everything. But my fiance also does thrifting, which will go find like the old Western uh, Wrangler shirts, you know, like the brush hoppers and all these old. Yeah, nice. So she'll <laughs> grab those as she can and she'll, you know, toss some of those up on there and try to get those sold. And we kind of share the Etsy page until I can get an actual website made for the leather work. You bet. So where did your name VB Leather come from? So my, Dylan's actually uh, my middle name. Okay. Uh, my first name is Vance, and that's also my father's name. Um, but ever since I was a kid, they've always called me Dylan. I don't know why they gave me that as a first name when they never. If they weren't going to use that. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I just kind of, you know, it's hard to put a D and a B together to make a logo or a brand. So yeah. I was in high school um, with the music and the art and all that. I would always just sign VB, which is the, if you look at the logo uh, that's on my profile pictures, that's actually my handwriting for VB. And I scanned it in digitally and that's what I use for everything. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. I had not noticed that. Mm-hmm. So do you do your own... Uh, like uh, digital media and design and all of that stuff as well. I don't. I wish I knew how to do all that stuff. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the most tech savvy person though. No, I always joke. That's why my better half is a marketing and and sales guy because I oh I can't. I don't even like social media. I don't want to have to. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've been without my Facebook page since Thanksgiving of 2019, and everybody's like, why don't you get it, you know, why don't you get it back or make a new one? And I don't miss it. No. That's, I mean, that's the best way I can put it. Real quick, while we're talking about social media and websites and Etsy and whatnot, mm-hmm. and TikTok, uh, I stumbled upon this person on TikTok. Uh, she has, like, she mainly makes like key- keychains and stuff, <clears throat> but you can custom order a key. Uh, it's like a plastic keychain. Really? It, it, you can have it customized with your logo on it, and somehow she will take your website or your Etsy link mm-hmm. and like put it into the keychain, <clears throat> so you can send it off with like your repeat customers. So whenever really? they want to buy something, they just scan the keychain and it automatically pulls up your website on your phone. What? That's yeah. nifty. Right? I wonder if it's a QR code thing or something. I'm I'm not it, she showed a demonstration. It looked like you just tap your phone to the keychain and it automatically pulls it up. Wow. That's way more tech savvy than I am. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, that's really cool. But and then I saw the price, and they're like sixteen bucks. I was like, I mean, it's, it's cool, but I don't know if it's sixteen dollars a piece. Cool. Right. I mean, maybe if you've got some 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 repeat customers with some super deep pockets. But... Right. True. So, Dylan, what uh, what are you working on upcoming, or what are some things that maybe you uh, haven't had time to do yet, but want to do? 
Um, That's always my favorite is like, what would I be doing right now if I didn't have all the other things that I needed to be doing? Yeah. Um, so leatherwork isn't my full-time job. Um, I've got a day job, but I would love to get to the point where, you know, cause I go to work, uh, seven 30 to four 30. And if I can get home, if I, you know, once, once I get to the point where I can get a Cobra, I feel like for one, that's one thing that will really speed up my production. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, that, and then just trying to keep getting the word out there as far as the business and, and getting more customers and, uh, the more work, the better. Cause I mean, it keeps me busy and it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. Sewing machines make everything better. Now there is the hot debate within the leatherworking community as to whether you can still call it handmade hmm. if you put it on a sewing machine. Well, if there you put is it on a sewing machine, technically it's foot made because your foot's pushing <laughs> the pressure. It's hand and foot made. Come on. Right. I mean, that's the way I see it. If, you know, if you're sitting there and you cut out the leather and, and you go through and stamp everything on it, regardless of if you're using a sewing machine or not, you know, you still have to control that. It's not like it's on a production line where you push go on a computer and it's sewing it. You still have to sit there and control it and make sure it all stays in line. I, I have to agree. I don't, I don't think that... Now, I do think that there are certain projects that hand sewing just works really well on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, especially if you're doing belts and guitar straps and anything like that, uh, I hand sewed a pair of suspenders. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even kidding. That was the, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. I hand sewed... The entire length of two 36-inch straps. Wow. And oh. I used waxed thread and, like, peeled off the skin on my pinkies. It was... Holy cow. Yeah, it was about that time that I decided to use one of my stimulus checks on a sewing <laughs> machine. I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I, I wish I would have been more into leather work when those did come through, because that's probably what I would have bought with the stimulus check. Yeah, that's right. what I did that last... Fourteen hundred dollar one or whatever it was. Yeah. When I, you were I got me. Those, when you were doing those suspenders, did you get that little crack in your pinky right where uh, it bends? Yes. Oh, yeah. Man, from where you pull worst. pull yeah. the saddle stitch tight. Yeah. I, I have that on my pointer fingers because that's usually how I pull it. Um, but on both pointer fingers, right there in the crease, you know, on on the very last knuckle towards the tip of my finger, I've got two on mm-hmm. one on each side. And then you forget about them and put some hand sanitizer on. Oh, <laughs> See, I just got to, I got a round knife or a head knife for my birthday that I have not used yet. But I am like notoriously bad about cutting myself. So I'm like <laughs> almost a little bit afraid of it just because it's so, so sharp. But that's one of my next... The one I'm saving for is a bell skiver. I'm so tired of skiving by hand. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you wet the leather down when you skive it? Occasionally, yeah. But I I, see, I do like purses and stuff too. So some of my skiving is on like chrome tans and stuff. Oh, man. Skiving. Oh. There's a story in that in itself. That, That purse that Dustin and I were talking about where I was drawing on it at the show. I had gone through and I had been 
eight to ten hours deep into it. I had all of the tooling done, and I was skiving down to the bottom where it was supposed to fold up. Oh, no. I cut all the way through it. No. start from scratch again. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. The last time I blew out a piece of leather skiving, fortunately, it was just some oil tan I was making a wallet out of. But I had been skiving for hours doing all the little pockets and stuff. It, it's so sad. Oh, it's tragic. So now I just have this gorgeous, perfectly cut out piece of, of oil tan that I'm going to have to figure out. I'm going to use it as scrap for something eventually, I guess. But it's it's just about enough to piss you off. It really oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've started using my Dremel tool, actually, to do a lot of my skiving. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is that's that's what I use sometimes. If it's if I got a piece that's stubborn, and it's just the, I guess the uh, the grain the, is it's just funky. really thick grain, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't want to cut. I'll just I'll just take it to the sander. <laughs> yeah, I've done that on some stuff, and I, like I said, I use I use my Dremel tool a bunch. I actually hold a because I my leather shop has always been in my house in a room in my house that's where i'm at right now yep yep and so i always hold like the vacuum hose in between my knees yep (laughs) and skive on the edge of the desk so hopefully the vacuum catches most of it 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 usually does a pretty good job but who doesn't want a bell skiver yeah oh yeah the worst thing if you're sitting there you know working with something whether it be a dremel or anything being you know in an enclosed room you know, if you've got to drink out a cup of water, whatever you might be drinking, if it's an open cup, move it away. <laughs> yeah, it's full. I, I did a real one time where I I had to thin down. I had like some eight or nine ounce leather that I needed to get down to like five ounces for a yeah. watch strap. So I just threw it on the, the burnishing, the sander side of the burnishing wheel and just trashed my entire office like the wi-fi router was making noises because it had like so much dust in the back of it (laughs) and i just had like like a furry coat of leather all over me it was terrible oh i can relate to that (laughs) yeah what we do though what we do for the craft and that's that's the fun part about leather work and even a lot of the people that we talk to on the show uh regardless of what their craft is 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 everybody mostly because tools are so stinking expensive everybody kind of starts a little rudimentary so you kind of have to you kind of have to pay your dues and go through your paces before you get get the easier parts that is the truth and especially when these sewing machines new or what 20 2000 2500 uh the 26 is 2390 yeah, that's the machine I've been leaning towards. It's not. Dustin, what do you think of it so far? I love it. Like it, like I've adjusted the tension maybe two times, but that's because I went from really thick to really thin. Yeah, and then other than that, like I'm on my second needle only because I was doing a dop, my first dop kit on it. And uh, I was using those real nice, uh, were they YKK zippers? What? What Is she still with us? Is everything all right? Yeah. 
she said when the rain comes in that her signal kind of goes away. So she said yeah. that uh, if we lose her, just to keep on rolling. Okay. So we'll we'll just keep talking, and if she comes back, she'll be able to come back. Yeah. Yeah, um, I might be gone. <laughs> oh, there she oh. is. Oh, there you are. I think she's Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> But, yeah, talking about, uh, you know, starting, you know, from the bottom and having to work your way up, mm. I, I can definitely relate to that because when I first started tooling, I got that uh, the wooden mallet that you can get. Um, and that's what I was doing all my tooling with initially. And then eventually, you know, I broke that, you know, wore through that and I got the, the yellow plastic mallet. Yeah. And I used that for a handful of time and I'd really been wanting to get one of those, the, the round malls, you know, mm. and, Oh, Hey, hold on. You're making a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> sorry, there's my dogs again. Oh, that's uh, fine. I'm surprised y'all can't hear mine. Yeah. Finally got to the point where, uh, my last birthday came and went and, uh, my parents actually got me one of those round malls and it's just going from the mallets to that has been a life changer in the tooling itself. Oh yeah. Did you get one of the one pounders? I think it's one point something. I can't remember the exact weight of it. I'd have to look it up. Um, but they, they had found it online. Uh, I guess my fiance had been talking to them about, you know, the stuff I would want to use and, so they ended up surprising me with that, and I almost cried opening it because I've been wanting one for so long, and I just hadn't convinced myself to buy it. Right. But I was, you know, getting that, and I feel like that, it's really allowed me to uh, get better detail in the tooling itself between the, the beveling or, you know, basket weave stamping or just the, the details is insane when you get something that's actually substantial. Yeah. I, I just recently got one of the – round malls the the tapered one yeah and it's you know I, I had been using one of the tandy specials that was the poly with the the flat side and you know it's, yeah it's, it's nowhere near a pound and then when i moved to the this new one like i had to go easy or yeah. i would blast the tool right through the leather because I, no, I, you know, I did that when i got one. this round mall i brought it home and i was working on a money clip wallet i mm. think and I was going to bevel the border, and I picked it up, and I was like, oh, everywhere where I've just beveled around this border is cut. <laughs> like, I beveled all the way through the leather. I'm back, and I just want to comment that I want a mall. <laughs> See, I have I have little girl hands. I'm not real strong. <laughs> and, uh, and currently, because malls, I mean, most of them are... What, like 50, 60 bucks? Yeah, just about. Yeah. yeah. So I still have the like craft tool poly hammer, and that's oh, that scabbard. I did all of that with a craft tool poly hammer. Is that the yellow one? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the second thing I ever had. I, I was, I don't know if you heard that part, but I was telling Dustin that I had the wooden mallet and then I got the yellow one, the yellow mallet, and then I ended up, my parents had uh, surprised me for my last birthday with this mall, and it's been a game changer for me. Yeah, that's definitely one of the next tools on my list. It's funny, everybody's asking, starting to ask, what do you want for Christmas? And I think they're all tired of hearing leather tools. Right. Yeah. 
but uh, that's pretty much my entire wish list at this point. Baby stuff and leather tools. <laughs> I think I think one of the next things I want to try to get is a head knife because I all I've got right now is that I don't know how to explain it, but it's just the cheaper generic knife you can get it. Uh, I got it at Tandy before I knew about traditions and it's, uh, it's the one that runs straight up and then the blade kind of tapers on it. Oh yeah. I got one of those hanging up. It's kind of a pain to cut, you know, the curves and everything. And it's not as sharp as what I've seen. Some of the head knives that people have had. You should get a hold of a uh, JC racers. Yeah. And get one of his, well, have them custom make you one. Cause well, I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, but he, I think he, I believe he said he had 12 he was about to start for Casey. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I need to get in there and get one of those. That's the other thing uh, I'd been talking to Casey about was the, I think it's three quarter inch, the the letter stamp set. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I've got the generic one that I got at Hobby Lobby before I was really into it. And, you know, those those letters are big. So, you know, if I'm like the pair of Hades that I'm working on right now, you know, they want a name on it. Well, I can't do it with this, with these giant letters because it's not going to, it's not, I don't have enough room. Not going to work. Well, I tell you what, I don't have any of the letter sets and I have actually been like just tooling all of my letters so far. So that's probably what I'm going to do on this set. Which is cool, because then you can do, you know, whatever style you want, but right. it's not easy. Yeah, there's it, a, a belt that I just recently made that's on my TikTok, and the name on that is, uh, I went through, and, and my fiance has a cricket that I got her for Christmas last year, and that thing's been a game changer if I'm, if I'm hand-tooling the lettering, because, you know, we can find a free font on there, uh, cut that out and then transfer that, you know, I'll trace it onto the leather and just cut it out and bevel around it. And it's, I mean, that's been awesome having that to do also. Man, that would be nice. See, I've got an old Microsoft surface, one of Mm -hmm. the original surfaces and the, the touch screen on it is broken. So I just kind of use it as like a, a backlight and pull up, different fonts or images and and trace straight off of it yeah that's not a bad idea either yeah it's it's doable but every once in a while the touch screen will decide to work in a spot and it gets way way messed up yeah it shifts on you and then nothing yeah anymore and Yep, exactly. So it's it's less than ideal, but you know, like I said, we all kind of we all kind of figure it out as we go. And and trust me, it makes you that much more thankful once you get the right equipment. Right. right. I tell you what, with the amount of hand stitching that I have done, I am thankful every time I pull up to the sewing machine. <laughs> every single I'm, time. I'm starting to get to that point because the the most recent belt I did is hand stitched all the way around, and. Oof. I was about ready to give up. <laughs> what kind of thread do you use for hand stitching? So Casey has, um, let me see if I have a bag right here. Um, well, it doesn't say anything on the bag, but it's, I think it's, uh, oh, here we go. Um, it's 25 yards waxed thread, <laughs> but it's not the thick stuff. It's, it's fairly thin. Those uh, are all those colored threads that he has. Um, I, it's right by them. 
But okay. It's, it, it's plain white. Um, and that's what I use for just about anything, unless it's something that's a little bit, you know, thicker or something that might be uh, going through a little bit more wear and tear. And then I do have a, a spool of the thicker waxed white thread. And then I also have some of the colored threads too. That's what's fun about hand stitching is you can really get creative with the the colors. You can only buy so many spools of different colors of thread for the sewing machine. That's one thing I want to look into also. I've never really played around with buck stitching. That's one thing I've never really done, and it's something I want to try. Buck stitching. Yeah, so that's that's with lace, Yes. right? right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done buck stitching either. One thing that I did see the other day that was super cool, though, and I don't remember who sells it, but they have a needle. Now, this doesn't do you any good yet, Dylan, but we're going to sell you on a sewing machine before this uh, podcast is over. Uh, So I, (laughs) I saw they had for a sewing machine where you would put your needle. It was a buck stitch attachment. Yeah. Yeah, and so so what it was is it's a punch, a buck stitch punch, uh-huh. and so you'd you'd take your belt and you just run it through the sewing machine and it would punch every single hole for your buck stitch just like that. Yeah. Holy cow! I yeah. That, I was like, I don't, I do, I don't do very much buck stitching, but I I would do more if I had that. That's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. If I get into it, I'm definitely gonna have to get one of those because I've done a little bit of lacing. Uh, I made a saddlebag for my motorcycle way back in the day before I really got into leather and I did some lacing on it and uh, those lacing chisels are so much larger that Mm. it's a lot of work to get them in and out of thick Mm. leather. Now is that attachment something that's pretty standard through most machines or is it only you know suitable for one one sewing machine or? I would think that because it's the needle, uh-huh. I would think that it would work for basically any machine because any of your big class armed machines yeah. should take the same needle size. So I would think that that particular attachment would work on just about any of them. Well, I'm going to add that to the list for when I get a machine then. Yes, <laughs> the the must have list. Right. Hey, I'm going to let y'all know real quick. Uh if it does happen, I'm going to turn the volume up on the iPad just so that everybody else can hear you. Okay. But it might get really loud in here because uh, it's about to storm and my shop has a metal roof. Oh, goodness. Ooh. And earlier when we started the podcast, I was like, oh, no, we're good. It, it's going to miss us. No, it's, it's, it's about to hit us now. Oh, so goodness. What's, it, uh, it, what's it looking like over by Tinker? Um... It looks like it's right over you. Oh, it's pretty quiet where I'm at. Well, good for you. But <laughs> Well, we got, when y'all lost me, we got, did you hear the thunder from that? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. We got a lightning and thunder combo that hit so hard that it knocked the Wi-Fi out. Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it hit, but the Wi-Fi came back on, but it was off for like 60 seconds. That's why I was gone. There, it I was just out. There. <laughs> did y'all did you hear did you hear that from through here or yeah. that, that sounded like it was through the uh, speakers here. Yeah, that one that one was it it shook the shop. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, that we're getting be... some rain. 
uh, listeners could turn this episode into a drinking game with how many times I say holy cow or holy smoke. <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> so, so what else do you have going on? Do you do, uh, do any beading or anything else in conjunction with your, your leather craft? Now you said that your fiance does sounds like all sorts of different stuff. What yeah, else you guys working on? We're both, uh, pretty busy um you know i you know we both have full-time jobs um then i come home and i pretty much go to my room that has all my guitars and in my leather work area and i'll you know i'll work until it's you know i'll spend you know an eight-hour day at a at a full-time job then i'll come work you know another nine or ten hours after i get off on leather um and then she'll do, you know, a lot of stuff with her cricket. And, that, and most of the stuff she's doing now is uh, prep for our wedding and stuff. And that's been a money saver on its own, being able to make stuff on cricket, which is awesome. Um, Are you doing any, uh, any uh, like, matching leather goods for the wedding? Um, yeah, she wants me to make her a bouquet wrap. And then... yeah. I'm thinking about making myself a belt or something that has a similar pattern to it. And I, we haven't quite fully decided on that, but I need to get going pretty soon on that. Cause we've only got nine months or so until the wedding. Those bouquet wraps are cool. I kind of wish that I would have been, I wish I would have known about that trend back right. when I had use of one. I made myself a five inch waist belt. Yeah. And I made it to match a pair of cowboy boots, which was just a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> trying to match, uh, trying to match pattern was yeah very tricky. Yeah, I just got an order in. Um, the customer's wanting a purse for herself, and then a pair of, I think it was Hey Dudes or like the Justin brand of Hey Dudes or something, they wanted the shoes for her boyfriend to match the design that she's going to get on her purse as a surprise. So I'm going to have to figure out how to, you know, take this big purse design and and shrink it down to something where it's similar enough to look that the same. That you can still tell. Shoes. Right. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> so that one will be fun yeah. to play around with. Yeah. So, have you taken any uh, any classes? Have you done any formal classwork in leather craft? I haven't, but I really wish I would have done the one um, with uh, Jim Linnell when he came through tradition. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I would have too. Yeah, that I, was, I thought day. that was a really cool one. Yeah, yeah, I stopped in the day that he was doing the class um, just by chance, and I was you know, grabbing a couple supplies and stuff. And Casey was like, Hey, check some of the stuff out. And you're showing me some of, of Jim's work and it, it blew me away. Yeah. He's got exceptional tooling. That's for sure. Uh, just, to say the just, least. You know, even as simple as like the Oak leaves that he does, it's like 3d. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it looks like you just had a leaf on a piece of leather and <laughs> I, I couldn't get over it. I I actually bought one of his pattern packs while I was in there. I haven't used it yet. Um, I think it was his traditional Sheridan style tooling pack. You bet. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the one I've been meaning to buy. 
but I need to, I haven't even opened it up and looked through it. Actually, I need to start looking through it and see what all he has stuff in there for because I need to make some more spur straps, and I believe he has a pattern in there for that. Hmm. Now, you are pretty damn good with a guitar. Were you ever uh, in a band, or did you play bars or anything like that? So, uh, thank you for the comment, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so, I started playing guitar when I was a kid, probably around six or seven years old, my dad had taught me a few songs like Sweet Home Alabama, um, Crazy Train, just the generic songs you think of. If you go to a party and somebody has a guitar, the songs you think of that they're going to play, a couple of those is what my dad taught me when I was a kid. Um, and I'd given up on it for a little while. And around sixth or seventh grade, I, I started picking it up again and teaching myself and uh, watching YouTube videos and um it got to the point where I was playing, you know, rock and, and metal and stuff like that on electric guitars. And then I figured out about my sophomore or junior year of high school that I could sing. And I never let my family hear me or, you know, I'd never let friends hear me. I would never sing in front of anybody. Unless I knew I was home alone, I would not sing. I would just play guitar. <laughs> and I finally showed some friends and they went and told our welding teacher through ag. And he was like, well, you're going to do our talent show here through you know through ag and i was like what he's like yeah you're you're gonna do it so i ended up doing the talent show there and the first time i ever sang in front of anybody was at that talent show and it was oh no oh it was nerve-wracking um but it's probably 100 or 150 people or so and i ended up winning first place and with local ffa chapters if you get first place in the talent show well then you have to go to state convention and sing So I ended up going down to, to Bricktown, and the first two songs I sang, one was in the, the lobby of the Devon Tower, and then the other one was in the, the uh, I forget what, what it's called. It's like the career room at, at uh, what used to be the Cox Convention Center. And they picked somebody off the career show stage to go and play in the actual big talent show. So in the final round of the talent show, I had to go up and sing Fight Inside of Me by Merle Haggard in front of... 10 to 15,000 people. Oh, you man. ended up on the big stage at state yeah. convention? Yes. Dang. And uh, that is one thing I will never forget. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> just walking out and seeing, you know, that large of a crowd and they're all focused directly on you. It's, it's a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a life changing experience. Um, but following that, I, I you know, I've, used to go to open mics a lot and I would book gigs here and there at bars and uh, go to a lot of regular places like VZDs on Western or like JJ's Alley in Bricktown. Uh, there's a place out in Goldsby past Norman called Libby's Cafe that used to do an open mic on Wednesdays, which they don't do that anymore. Um, and then when COVID came through, I hadn't sang anywhere in a long time. And finally I was like, well, I want to get back into this. So I've been, I've been talking to a few people. I have a, a possible gig coming up in El Reno uh, next month and then another one coming up uh at lucille's out by like the guthrie mall hall area mm. um, so i'm just trying to get back into that and split my time between leather work and that and see see which one takes off first you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> well sounds uh, like you've got your hands full man i try <laughs> that's the best way to be busy yeah, you're but those old. those are the two things I'm most passionate about is leather work and music. And if I can end up getting to the point in life where one day I'm doing one of the two full time, I will be totally content and happy. 
That's what I'm shooting for. Right. Dustin's already there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous. Well, taking ass and taking names. Right. I, I mean, it, don't be too jealous. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's it it's pretty rough. I mean, yeah. it's fun, but I I, I don't remember. It might have been Don Gonzalez's new pod, newest episode of his podcast that he finally released. Um, it's it is fun, and it is you know it's it's awesome to be your own boss, right? But at the same time, like if you have one week where you don't get any messages about orders, you don't get any sales one week, you start thinking. Shit, I'm I'm about to have to go back to the lumberyard. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, don't I, make me. Yeah, I, like it's it. I mean, it it turns out because I mean, it, you just gotta put yourself out there, get in different places. But right, like even though, like I I know I'm pretty safe at doing this full time. There's still times when I'm like, man, what if, what if leather isn't cool anymore and nobody wants to buy it you know right. or if i don't i could never foresee that happening the only the only thing i could see an issue with is having enough uh of a of a clientele base you know right right but it i mean it's uh, everybody everybody's gonna need a wallet well oh yeah unless unless everything goes on your phone which they're kind of trying to do but everybody's gonna need a belt everybody's gonna need a purse but like sometimes you see like there's this one company that I keep seeing advertised on Instagram. I guess this guy started making deer hide wallets. Really? And I'm like, I don't see those lasting very long. I mean, I don't know, but it's just, it's still kind of nerve wracking. You know, I quit the the nine to five to work 24 seven, you know? Yeah. Uh I mean, your, your stuff is outstanding though. That's why, you know, when we did that show at Casey's back in August, I actually bought one of those, uh, I forget what you call them. The the shave bags. Yeah. The shave bags bought one for, for the fiance and I, for when we go places, because the quality of the stuff you make is, I Mm. mean, it's outstanding. I've seen other people's shave bags where they're just loose and don't have structure, but yours, I mean, they hold the shape and, and, and they're, they're firm. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I sometimes wish that uh, my shop was not right next to my house, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like if I was, if it was somewhere else, like a mile down the road or something like that, I'd be able to turn it off at night. You know. Yeah. So it's, do you do you have it in your plans eventually to have like a brick and mortar leather workshop? Kinda. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll go ahead and say the plans. Cause I don't see any foresee anybody stealing the plans and right. Allie and Tony Mullins can get mad at me for talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> it was my idea. It was, is my idea. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, my idea is to eventually get a storefront kind of like what Casey has right now. Yeah. Um, but the finished like, goods room. Right. But it's going to be like, say, uh, I'm trying to think of a store that would, y'all would know. But anyways, the, like, 
I, I would prefer the front of the building to have window, like big full length windows, yeah, so you can see in, and then um, all like as soon as you walk in, there's just gonna be a row of leather shit, yeah, and then behind every row will be cubicles big enough for me and I, I, I want I don't want to store for just me. I want to store with that I can share it with other leather workers. I'm in. You bet. And like <laughs> we all run it, you know, and like yeah. like in front like of a your, co-op. Yeah. Like in front of your 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 cubicle, you'll have all of your work set up and for sale. That would and, be cool. Right. And you'll be there behind your stuff or working. Right. That way if you know, customers come in, they not only get to see everybody's work, because honestly, we are not in competition with each other. We're in competition with ourselves. Yes. We each do things different. Absolutely. So there's no, there, there's no competition between us. Like if somebody's going to come in, like if they don't like your stuff, they're not going to buy it. That doesn't mean that they bought Melissa's knife sheath over my knife sheath because one's better than the other is because they like that design. I didn't do that design. That's right. her style, not my style. We're not in competition with each other. And that's I, one thing that's bothered me is when it comes to leather work, I've noticed some people, uh, whether it be on TikTok or whatever, they, they act like it is a competition between whose tooling is better. And I, I, I totally agree with where you're coming from, that it's not that who's better than who, it's that it, it all is based off of what, the client wants you know exactly and like speaking of watching somebody on tiktok you know being like oh it's a secret whatever i was watching this guy's tiktok live and he was sitting there tooling and he was using one of those surgery tools Mm -hmm. you know that everybody has now and it's it kind of has that flowing like y pattern to it i Mm -hmm. have one of them and i was sitting there watching him use it and he looked over and I, i saw the comment pop up hey where'd you get that tool and he goes, oh, it, it took me a while to find out where to find where to get this tool. So I'm not going to divulge that information oh uh, because I, I want it left a secret. And I'm like, I have one. I know like <laughs> people. I know ten people that have that same exact tool. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I when I the other night when you were on my TikTok live watching, and I was using that new that tri-weave basket deal that I got some, from Sergi. Yeah. Like, if anybody at, like, I was telling everybody, if whoever, any leather worker asked, I was like, yeah, I got it from Sergi Tools. I'm pretty sure I'm I only one, you that night. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only one that's been using that tool. I haven't seen anybody else buy that tool. And I, I'm going to use the shit out of it. I'm going to use the shit out of it until some uh, other people start using it. Right, but and once they start using it, I'm gonna slow down on it. But until then, it's gonna get work done. Oh, See, and I think I think the clout comes from like the old timers that have made their own tools. Right. Like, oh, I couldn't find the backgrounder that I wanted, so I just made it. That's yeah. that's the cool stuff to me. Mm-hmm. That's I had. You know, I'm still fairly fresh into the leatherwork community. Um but I had a, a person, I don't remember uh, their username or anything, but they had messaged me a month or two ago just asking questions about, you know, the techniques I use. And we went back and forth through through the uh, direct messages on TikTok for probably an hour. 
you know, they, you know, I'd answer their first question like, well, you know, when it gets to this, you know, what, what do you do? And I would just explain to them the way I do things mm-hmm. because I, I'm more than happy to help people if they have questions, which I don't know the most and I don't know the best, but I know what, what's been working for me. And if that's something that'll help somebody else take their leather work to the next level, then I'd be more than happy to share that, you know? Well, and we all know that there's a big difference between having the information and being able to put it into practice. Right. Because the second that you take swivel knife or stamp or whatever it is to leather, I don't care how many YouTube videos you watch, there is still a learning curve. There is still, you know, the technique to be figured out. So that's, you know, that's kind of why we on this show, especially are huge promoters of, of sharing within the community because it's not just as easy as, Oh, you just do X, Y, Z, you know, it's right. There's, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So, and if we can help anybody along the learning curve, all the better. Right. I I mean, I wish there, I wish I was into the community more when I had first gotten into it because I feel like I could have progressed a lot faster than I did. But I'm happy where I'm at now with the, with the people that I have met, you know, along the way and the things that I've learned. Um, but that's just something I really appreciated getting into it. The more people I met and the more I learned um, has definitely helped me out. Mm. Yeah. You would learn more if you had a Facebook and you could be on Oklahoma. <laughs> <Rutgers>, but <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, Dylan, where can people find you? So on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, it is VB Leatherworks, um, or on Etsy, it is Bushworks. Okay, perfect. And, and just so everybody knows, because it kind of sounded like you said it quick. It sounded like you said BB. It's, oh, it's V the leather letter V as in Victoria. Vance, v. Vance Bush. Well, right. yeah, Vance. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's him. Are you taking any custom orders right now, or are you closed up? Um, as far as custom order goes, if people you know send messages on Instagram, then I'd be more than happy to work with them. Or if they put in a custom order through the Etsy, that's fine. Um, today's the tenth. I'm trying to ask people um, if they're wanting something to be guaranteed in their hands before Christmas. Try to have it in by the fifteenth of this month. Just a couple more days. Wonderful. Just a couple more. Good deal. I what mind up today? Did you? <laughs> I I keep taking on more. I make poor decisions. <laughs> it's hard to say no. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, and I've just kind of gotten my shop set back up. So I've been itching to do more leather work. So it's, it's definitely hard to say no. But, well, Dylan, thank you so much for yeah. being on the podcast this evening. Well, thank you guys for having me. We didn't get too discombobulated. Dustin? You got uh, you got a joke for us this evening? Of course I do. <laughs> what kind of bespoke Oklahoma episode would this be if I didn't have one? Well, it just wouldn't <laughs> be one at all. Exactly. Looking forward to yeah. it. All right. What do you call an apology written in dots and dashes? Uh, I have no clue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Also? Yeah. <laughs> remorse code yes okay so i knew i was good i was close but i couldn't quite get it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, thank you for coming on dylan it's been fun um 
Everybody well, stay safe. Don't get blown away tonight, which I think it's actually passed. It didn't get that bad. Um, join us next rebuild. week. We will rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, I said it once, say it again. How many times I told you? I know this stuff because I'm. Fr-